my friends, my friends, my friends, welcome back to another all new fabulantatious episode. I made that word up. Yes, I did. <laughs> episode of what? TV channel. <laughs> Fabulantatious. Isn't that just Supercalifragilistic Fabulantatious. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm super excited because it's been a while since we brought you a top five, but we've got one for you today. What? Oh my god, I am so excited, Tachi, about this top five. Because it's we're giving you two, two kinds of things in one delicious episode of TV channeling. So two great tastes in one candy bar. Oh my god, two great tastes that taste great together, you guys. Alright, so <laughs> not only are we gonna be talking about shows that we'd like to reboot, but we also want to reboot people too. So we're gonna we're gonna count down our top five either shows. Or people we'd like to see have a career resurgence. People that we used to watch on TV that seem to be scarce lately. We want them back. And so that's our top five. It can be a person or it can be a show. But before we get into that, we're going to start off by talking about Reboot Fever is all over the place in the world of television. So we're going to talk about some of the uh, reboots that are already in the works and we're going to give our thoughts on, are they going about it the right way, or should this show even be rebooted? So, Tachi, no. what's the f- <laughs> <laughs> what's the first thing on the reboot list? Okay, well, um, you have to give me a little bit of time, because I... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we had that reboot list, so I have to pull it up. Okay, well, I, why don't I talk a little bit about the first thing that's on the reboot list? Actually, I mean, I've got it now. now okay, now I've got, so now I've Tachi. Got it. Now I've got it. Yes, to ask me again, I'm ready this time. Ask me again. So Tachi, if you, if you ask me to marry you, I'm ready. You know, you've seen those. If you ask me to marry you now, I'm ready. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Tachi, will you take this ring? No. Okay, so Tachi, <laughs> what's first on the reboot list? Bewitched. That's how they used to say it. <laughs> Bewitched. Bewitched. Yes. No, great theme song. That was like... A great theme song, one of my favorites. Even the two Darrens were on my favorites. So Be- Bewitched was on ABC from 1964 to 1972, and it starred Elizabeth Montgomery as Samantha. So they actually said an interesting new take on this would be uh, to feature an interracial family. Well, I think, they mean inter- I think they mean interracial as in magical and non-magical because they were actually the original interracial family because, you know, Samantha and her You know family- what? They are interracial because, yeah, no, but they're saying, um, according to um, like Business Insider, uh, who did this compilation, they were saying like have have them interracial. So, yeah, they actually are so the, uh, so the So the Darren or the men that she gets involved with because this this show is this idea is this version is going to have a, a, a black single mom who happens to be a witch and she marries a mortal, but they don't say, is this mortal white? Cause it just says mortal. And the mortal, thing I'm looking exactly. For. So, so that's, well, what, yeah, that's, that's what I thought they made them biracial was the fact that he's mortal and she's not, but that's not, but they're not really a race. They're another species, aren't they? Cause uh, they're, well, they're, 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 yeah, they're not, a different race they're a different species all right i think that they consider themselves to be i i would consider that some they're i guess you could say a different species because they even age differently than us because there was a whole thing right. on bewitched about the idea that that 
that Samantha will still be smoking hot when Darren's an old man and she'll have to use magic to make herself look like she's aging like the rest of us. Mm. Don't well, do anyway, it. so whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever hue Darren turns out, if he's Hispanic or Asian, whatever. Okay, so what do you think? Are you excited about this reimagining of Not Bewitched as a single mom? Not particularly, because why do... So, uh, obviously, the show was from creator Kenya Barris, who created Blackish. Um, I... I don't have a problem with it being interracial or, or changing it up because it can happen. But um, does she have to be a black single mom? Well, also, well, I'm curious about her being a single mom. Now, is the kid that she's a single mom of, is that child half mortal? Or is it uh, also, is it all, you know, witch or magical? So that's, I'm curious about See, that. See, they're messing up the story already. Never mind. Nope. Exactly. And also to me, even having her being a mother as opposed to having the relationship begin and having the whole thing without I just the her being a, a single mom, I'm, I'm not cool with because I like the idea of the whole dating as I, I like to have yes. see Samantha meet Darren and the whole dating because in the original uh, Bewitched they basically she tells him on their wedding night or something that she's a witch so exactly uh, yeah so it, it would be nice to kind of mix it up and have it be in a dating situation or have her be single for a bit and see her dealing with dating and wondering how to deal with that or does she choose to date mortals how does that even happen how does she meet a mortal in the first place um that whole story was to me be more interesting than having her all of a sudden already have a, a kid at the beginning of the story yeah um, don't like it all right, so we're both kind of agree. They're like, wah, wah. Mm, all yeah. right, so um, what's up next? Oh, you know what? Next. Let's talk about let's talk about Party oh. of Five uh, on Freeform because that got a lot of uh, buzz when they announced that they were rebooting that. Yes, yes, and you know that w- that actually would be a huge choice, uh, you know, in terms of that. So, uh, to premiere date is to be determined. So it's a reboot. It aired on Fox for six seasons. And according to Freeform, the show is supposed to be a quote, modern reimagining of the original show, which starred Matthew Fox, Nev Campbell, and Lacey Chabert, I think is how she says her name. Yeah, well, what makes it uh, really modern is the idea that this time the parents aren't dead. They aren't killed like in a car accident. The parents are actually on the other side of the border. So the parents are going to be deported or in ICE custody in uh, this version. And this, so it's going to be a Hispanic family. That's an interesting take. That was a very pregnant pause, Tachi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think, I think that pause was like nine weeks and overdue. Be- well, this is what I don't want to happen. I don't want ICE and people that are detained and such to be trivialized by a show, you know, and it's very difficult to show the full extent. It's like trying to wrap up slavery in, you know, uh, two seasons of a show or three seasons. You can't. It's really complex. And I, while you want to kind of bring some of these things to light, and I appreciate that they're trying to do that, this whole thing with ICE and um, Im- undocumented immigrants, it's, it's, it's huge. And you have to do it very well in order to convey the struggles, you know, that people that are detained go through. So... Well, it, w- it really is know. like the family separation policy made real. I mean, the interesting thing would yeah. be, honestly, if you have parents who came uh, to America, you know, illegally and they have children who are born here, they're American citizens, but the parents aren't. And so if the 
parents get deported or whatever, having those kids try to, and not wanting to go to a country that they're not familiar with, they've never been to Mexico or whatever country, and they decide to try and stay in America on their own as teens and, and have like a baby brother or whatever, that could be an interesting story to see how they try to deal with that. Are their parents going to try to, you know, uh, you know, get back into the country? What's going to happen? So it, it could be an interesting story, but it definitely is a departure. The, to me, the crazy thing about it is why even bother calling it Party of Five? Because you could have told that story and just called it anything and not have to pay anybody any royalties. You didn't need to get the rights to Party of Five? Exactly. You could have just made a whole new show. But I think in the, in the atmosphere we are in in Hollywood, it's reboot fever. They may not have been amenable to wanting to do a show an original creation but because they all love reboots they're like oh yeah that sounds like a good idea so well we have to I, talk about the difference between but whenever we have these kinds of discussion we have to discuss one thing that bugs me when people even have these discussions the, about the term reboot reboot versus, versus reimagining yeah a reimagining because it's like that mm-hmm. is not a reboot a reboot means you're basically taking some original characters or uh from the original story and you're bringing it the show back like with will and Correct. grace will and grace was gone for several years like a decade or so and it's coming back you get the gang together and we're going to do some more that is a reboot but when you basically have an idea from a show like gilligan's island and you get all new people and this time gilligan it's a it's actually a spaceship that is not a reboot that is a reimagining <laughs> it's gilligan it's gilligan's planet or whatever which i actually think was an animated there was an animated gilligan's planet where they Goodness get there it's a, it's a three-hour space tour and they get stranded on a space island or something anyway um <laughs> so that is Did a reimagining huh mm. I said, did we need that? But, no, we didn't. Know. And so the so some people might feel the same way about Party of Five. But I think it could be interesting. I just think it was stupid of them to call it Party of Five. Well, yeah, and I think it could be interesting, too. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing where I guess where I'm hung up. The fact that you're trying to do a reimagining of Party of Five where you don't need to have the name or concept associated at all. Because this is it's real. It's what's happening. All I have to say is you better damn well find a cast that is equally as beautiful as all those children. That's oh, what no, I have uh, to say. Oh, oh, they are, if they're as smoking hot as the original cast, <laughs> that would be good. Well, they could have actually called it Party of Four or Party of Six. They could have actually mixed it up a little bit and have them had four kids kids or six kids or something just not not why does it have to magically be five but okay exactly exactly and see the thing the thing that i like about the original cast too is that they kind of represent i mean with the the exception of the oldest boy but no they all kind of have this kind of um look to them where they could be anything you know what i'm saying so they're kind of like ambiguous looking but just beautiful Oh, yeah, no, there was a very, very pretty cast. Absolutely. All right, so what's up so, next on the reboot slash reimagining list? Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, so that wasn't even a TV show. That was a movie that they're going to be. So it's, it's an adaptation, not a reboot. They're taking basically, they're going to do uh, Amazon Prime Video is going to be doing a, uh, a version, a TV show version of Conan the Barbarian. Hmm. Or Conan. Conan, Conan. Yes, Conan. Conan. They so anyway, <laughs> are you here for it or are you like, wah, wah, who cares? Nope. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I, yeah, I don't give I, a damn. Yeah, I don't. That one is something. And I have Amazon Prime, but I just, I don't see myself. Other than if we have to review it, other than that, <laughs> then yeah, I'm not. I, I, maybe you know what? Surprise us. Maybe it'll be really good. All right. Mm. So what's up next is actually the Jetsons is coming back to ABC. Meet George Jetson. His boy Elroy. 
Jane, Daughter his wife. Judy, Jane, <laughs> his wife. And then they had that cool 1960s jazz music after. Um, okay, so, well, this is actually a spinoff, I think. Um, uh, it's a, a spinoff of what? The it's a, a spinoff of uh, the animated Jetsons cartoon series. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so... Well, this oh, is... Uh, go ahead. It's going to be a live-action version of the classic animated series. And it's going to be executive produced by Robert Zemeckis, who did Back to the Future. <sighs> no, you know what? Okay, I'll, 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 let me... I, can t- I already hear and feel your hesitancy, but I will say this much. I will definitely watch the first one for no other reason, just to see the set design. I want to see what it looks wow. like, what they, how they interpret it in a modern sensibility, because that was that was like a nineteen uh, late fifties, early sixties vision of what the future would look like. So doing that, it, it's just kind of like remember when they the reimagining of uh, another sixties futuristic thing was lost in space i love yes. the way the new lost in space looked now it wasn't an animated yeah, absolutely. thing but it was that was very much of its original time the way it looked it's a its vision of the future its vision of what the robbie the robot looked like and so the rosie the robot which was their robot made what would she look like uh in of of, of an idea of today or like what we have our what our tvs are like now what would their tvs look like like you know 100 years from now uh, as far as future futuristic things i love futurists and i love people who kind of theorize about what things will look like and what things will be and how we'll live so i'd be curious to, i'd be curious to see what they do with the physical look or will it just be a parody where not parody will will it just copy all of the aesthetic and just be a, a, a physically realized version of the show we already know the aesthetic will be exactly the same interesting we'll see yeah, I'm curious. All right, I'm so, curious to see the first episode at least. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll actually try to review it on the show, and again, it's going to be on ABC, and the date is to be determined. But it's some, that's something to look forward to. I'm actually curious about that one. So, uh, what another thing's uh, being rebooted uh, is uh, Animaniacs, the Yay. WB '90s kids might remember that, and uh, some '90s or '80s adults. But anyway, um, <laughs> the Hulu uh, is actually bringing back uh, uh bringing back the 90s uh wb uh show oh i loved the animaniac so i'm here for and it's going to be a cartoon not some live action oh my thing, God. Well, so I, I, I can't even fathom what a live action animaniacs would look no, like I, but... I can't either but i could see them trying so i'm so here for it oh my god tachi they had baloney in their slacks so who, who is... <laughs> <laughs> that that was one of the one of the best theme songs of the 90s bar none was the animaniacs theme song and it, it gave birth to my personal favorite from the show pinky in the brain i yes. loved pinky in the brain me too yeah so and i'm actually that night sorry go ahead yeah take over the world what are we, we going to do mm-hmm. tonight brain the same thing we drew every night pinky try to take try over to take the over world the world <laughs> that i when people ask me so what you've been up to i'm like the same thing i do every night try to take over the world 
<laughs> so if they're '90s uh, babies, they get <laughs> they get it. If not, they're like, "Huh? Never what?" Okay. Or they're like, "Oh, that's a good thing." Okay, whatever. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Speaking of oh, babies, one other thing, um, we we forgot to mention that Steven Spielberg is going to return as executive producer because clearly he needs something else to do after trying to um not have Netflix <laughs> qualify for, for Emmys. Oscar, yeah. Netflix shows qualify for Oscars. Um. And, and yeah, for Oscars and also after the success of Ready Player One. Anyway, go oh, on. Yeah, again, <laughs> for those of you who aren't paying attention, she's being hella sarcastic because, because yeah, Ready Player <laughs> One was a huge bomb and everybody had huge expectations for that. I haven't even bothered to try and check it out on Netflix or I don't even know if it's even available where it is, but I haven't even tried Don't it. know, don't care. It was on HBO, but I didn't even bother. All right. Uh. So speaking of kids, um, Blue's Clues uh, yes. is is coming uh, to uh, to uh, Nickelodeon, and yes. um, so that's going to be for those of you who have kids now that were probably you watched it as a kid yourself. Now your kids can actually uh, help Blue uh, find stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think these kids now are so devoid of really good. <laughs> Children's programming programming that we need to bring some of the like I'm all for rebooting the stuff from the 70s and 80s and 90s because there was some good stuff then. Oh, absolutely. There are some there's some gems that need to be brought back for another generation. All right. Speaking of uh, of 90s uh, and and 80s, sister, sister, sister. (laughs) Sister. <laughs> yeah, the CW show, and well, it, it, it was originally on ABC, and then it got canceled with a quickness, and then CW picked it right back up, and it ran for years, so it, it had a pretty decent run, and uh, anyway, it, apparently they're in talks uh, to reboot it. Yes. I actually think it would be kind of fun to see um, uh, Tia and Tamara, Tia and Tamara uh, yeah. p- playing sisters again, and of course they'd be they they now have kids of their own, and um, and they'd be getting into wacky hijinks uh, with those kids. It'd be interesting to see what uh, what they might do with it. Now, so what they need to do is bring on whoever is doing Raven's Home to that because that's you know that's doing well that's successful where you have like a child star who's now grown up and has kids and stuff and then also you know there was success with fuller house even though this was the last season for it i believe oh yeah but fuller house had a good run i think it was on for like five five seasons yeah they had a really good run so they need to kind of look at that as models in in terms of things so because i i really did enjoy sister sister Okay, so what's up next is actually a surprise because it Ugh. actually it ended with a cliffhanger when it got canceled. So share with the the next what's up next. <laughs> and it picked up 35 years later. Alf <laughs> is coming back. Alf was on the air for four seasons from 86 to 1986 to 1990. And they're in the early stages of talks with Warner Brothers TV. And if you don't know, Alf was an extraterrestrial who lived with a middle class family on Earth. So they don't know whether or not it's going to be a new alien or follow the same one. But according to TV Line, Warner Brothers is searching for a writer for the reboot. Well, what's easy about rebooting this show is the fact that because Alf is an alien and a puppet, he does not age, <laughs> so he looks exactly the same. He hasn't gained weight or anything. He's 
been working out. Um, but oh. remember, he, in the in the final episode, he was the the, the producers were afraid it was going to be canceled, so they ended it with a cliffhanger, hoping that would mm-hmm. force NBC to bring it back. And NBC was and like, NBC "We don't like, care. We it. just what? Uh, who cares?" So, but uh, he uh, Alf gets captured by the authorities. So, what actually could happen if you were rebooting it? Alf could have been basically being held prisoner and experimented on at Area Fifty One for the last thirty years, and he could escape and find his way into a new family and be or be on the run and be with different families for periods of time. Yeah, that's very true. So if that's if you're gonna do, in fact, you know what, a, a Warner Brothers, you're looking for somebody to write this. Um, you know what, slide into my DMs and we'll talk. Exactly. Um, and that's the only way I would watch it if Kevin was writing it because <laughs> I just, this right, does so, not seem attractive to me. Yeah, I'm not, uh, but I'm, I'd be curious to see how they would at least deal with the fact that the, a 30 year old cliffhanger or 20 something year old cliffhanger. I'd be curious to see how they uh, how they try to connect the dots. Yeah, or, or if it's go, if it's complete, just reboot. We're just starting all over from scratch. So what's up next is kind of a uh, uh, shouldn't be a surprise. I'm surprised they haven't done this already. But uh, what's up next? So what's up next is tossed salad and scrambled eggs, Frasier. And Kelsey Grammer is actually weighing whether or not he wants to return to play the role of Frasier Crane. They're only in talks about bringing the show back, so there's no set date. Frasier aired for 11 seasons, so it ran quite long. Um, so, I don't know. In 2018, he actually told the, associate, the press association that he discussed the idea of bringing back his character to television, but he's not sure if he wants to do it. So well, what's know, interesting what is he actually has the Guinness Book World Record uh, for being playing the one having more hours of playing one character than anybody else. Yeah, so, because Frazier was also from Cheers. Yeah. So he's played that character for a long time. That character has been on so many episodes of television. And I think also the character guest starred on some other NBC properties yes. as well. So the yes. character Frazier Crane has been on a lot of NBC and um Honestly, I actually think that it would be a really good time. He's had a break. He's had a chance to do other other things, very different characters from Fraser Fraser Crane. But if nothing else, they need to do a movie or something. I'd love to revisit Daphne and Niles. Um, uh, sadly, the actor who played his father is no longer with yeah, us. Yeah. And um, um, I'm sure Eddie is gone to that you know uh, big dog house in the sky. Oh goodness! But- Weren't there already two Eddies? Uh, well, I'm sure there were a couple of Eddies during the run of the show, but I, yeah. but but honestly, I'm sure that they could they could find a way to work at a dog that looks suspiciously suspiciously like Eddie into the show. So, um, but I would be here for it. This this is one of the things that I, that we talked about so far that I, I would actually watch a Frasier reboot. I love I did the like original Frasier. I did like Frasier, absolutely. All right, what's up next? Uh, this is one's kind of a surprise, and I have no idea how this is going to work out. Okay, so Designing Women, on it was on ABC in the 1990s. It's to be determined because they're in the early stages of development. It was actually on CBS. Sorry, it was on CBS. My, my, actually, their mistake. It was on CBS, you're right. And so it followed four women that were working at a design firm in my favorite Atlanta, Georgia. And so sadly, we lost Meshach Taylor. Was it like two years ago now? Yes, it wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. Wasn't that long ago. So it would be, I really want to see what they do. Now, they had a spinoff called Delta. Wasn't it, was it a spinoff of that? No. No. But the, she just happened, had her own show. She okay. had her own show because uh, the, what's her name? Uh, there was a, a fight between the producers of the show 
and um, Dixie Carter, and they part. They basically fired her, right? And so they brought on other actresses to kind of fill the gap. And so then, when they finally made up, they created a show for her, right? Um, specifically, but it had okay. nothing to do with designing women. Yeah, that's what I, I'm like. That doesn't seem right. So I, I watched Designing Women, but it wasn't like I was like a huge aficionado of it. I, I watched it because it was an on, on, and I'm a TV addict, so. But what I'm not uh, sure about this is this is this supposed to be a true reboot or a reimagining? Because honestly, that show is so of its moment in time. It, it does. It, it is. is. There's certain shows that don't age well in reruns. Some shows are classic and they're funny forever. But like uh, another show of, of this ilk was like Murphy Brown, which they did reboot recently and it crashed and burned. Right. But that was so of its time. It was so political and it's hard to watch reruns because if you don't know about what was happening politically then, you don't get the jokes. Who these people are? They're mentioning. And the uh, similar things were true, not as much so, but it was definitely politics and what was happening in the world uh, mm-hmm. uh, were, were a huge part of what was happening in designing women. I would love to see a mix of four Southern women uh, with different points of view and uh, different ideas of, of, of life. Because the whole thing was the idea was the show was taking place in the quote unquote, the new South, even though the new South seemed a lot like the old South. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> exactly. So it was interesting uh, at the time. It'll be interesting to see a reimagining. But I think that even Dixie Carter is no longer with us unless I'm uh incorrect is she still around i don't think she is i i I don't know i thought we lost her but i mean if she i hope we have and i hope she's okay but i thought that we had um anyway um annie poss is still around and she's great and gene smart is gene smart's on every show she passed away in 2010 yeah so i'm sorry yeah 2010 okay yeah, I thought that Dixie, I thought we had lost this Dixie Carter. So the question is, would it be involving just the, the surviving uh, actresses uh, like uh, uh, Annie Potts, Dixie Carter, and uh, not Dixie Carter? Yeah, Dixie Carter. Uh, who did I say? Not Dixie Carter. Who did I say that uh, passed away? Who did you, who passed away? Dixie Carter. Oh, and Meshach Taylor. Okay, Dixie Carter, Meshach Taylor. But there's who was the one who got fired? That wasn't Dixie Carter. That was the older sister. The younger <laughs> sister was the one who got fired. What's Delta that Burke got Delta fired. Burke, that's Didn't it. Delta she? Burke. Yeah. Yeah. So Del- Delta Burke is uh, is around. Um. Uh, uh. Gene Smart is around and killing it. She's like on fifteen different shows, and Annie Potts is is currently on uh Young Sheldon. So she's working. So with just those three ladies and then some new people, their kids or whatever, all grown up, would be interesting, and I'd be here for it. But if it's a complete reimagining, I'd also be there for that too. I don't know that I need to see it. All right. Okay, so um <laughs> so another blast from the 90s past uh is uh, mad about you yeah. is potentially coming to Spectrum. Yes. It originally aired on uh NBC and uh apparently um it's set to premiere. Oh, it's not even they're not they're past talks. Apparently this is going to happen. It's going to set to premiere during the holiday season. Oh, with Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser. I I don't know. I hope they're both coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah. the ori- yeah he's the original creator. So I I loved Mad About You. I absolutely loved Mad About You. And I think it's again, you know, there's a nostalgia thing. It's quintessential New York. 
They live in an apartment, and I, you know, I'm so very New York. So even though I grew up in upstate New York, I lived in the city too. So I, there was something about it, and the the fine little points of you know having neighbors and stuff that are your friends, going to the bodega, that type of thing. That I really, and they just it was quirky. I liked it. I liked it. So I'm here for a Mad About You reboot, providing they is well written. Oh, absolutely. I think that's true for everything we're going to we're talking about. But also, I, I, I liked Mad About You. I loved Helen, Helen Hunt. I was all about Helen Hunt. And um, uh, also, speaking about New York and apartments, they went to the friend school of apartment hunting because they had a ginormous apartment. Their apartment was huge. I loved And they lived their on apart- the Upper East Side. That yeah, that apartment, happen. I have no idea how they were able to afford that apartment. It was amazing. There, there's no way on the Upper East Side. It's like shoebox city. Yeah, that's a, a ma- that's like money. a mansion for New York. That there, the the where they lived, it was spectacular. So I'm, I'll be interesting to see uh, uh, if they're still living in the same place. That uh, when the show ended, they just had a baby. I think her name was Ruby or something like yes. stupid. I um, oh, it, don't say it's stupid. Okay, <laughs> I mean, all right, it's a great name like Ruby. To all our fans listening, named Ruby, your name is great. You're you're a jewel. Anyway, oh, so uh, <laughs> I'll be interested in what that's like. But I don't have Spectrum, so that's I'm upset to hear that it's only going to be on Spectrum, apparently. Yeah, I don't have Spectrum either, so. That's a de- oh, well, maybe it'll eventually find no. its way onto Netflix or something. All right, what's up next? All right, oh, this one I'm kind of excited about. Daria and Jody. So Daria was a 90s animated show from MTV which ran for five seasons and so what it's going to do now is revolve around uh, the Beavis and Butthead character Daria Morgendorfer and her friend Jody Landon and I think no I don't know who's going to play um, Jody this time or who's doing what so they're taking on the world today and they're not sure whether or not it's going to air on MTV or not but I loved Daria Oh, I absolutely love Daria. And I'm, what I'm curious about is they haven't said exactly what time period it's taking place in. Are they still in high school? Because I want them to be at least like college age. College age, if yes. Not, if not post-college. Uh, I, but I don't need them to be in high school in no, this reimagining. We're, we're done with them in high school. We need to see what happens beyond. But that show was everything. It was so funny. I loved Daria. I loved that deadpan sense of humor and the timing of that show. It was so funny, and um, it was it, it was of its time. But I think it kind of holds up if you watch some of the uh, reruns. They're they're still funny. So I, I I'm I'm here for a, a reboot. Absolutely, and they can still have that kind of grunge look, and and you know, because it's you know, back. You, yes, people, it's back. People, exactly. People are people are wearing like uh, weather inappropriate like wool caps for no reason. Still, so exactly that skateboarder kind of look too. So yeah, I think I I'm here for it. Everything Avril Lavigne is back again. Avril <laughs> Lavigne was a queen of grunge. Exactly. So it's, it's it, you, you can just rock her, like her right now, and you're and you're on on trend. All right. So uh, speaking of that yes. that kind of era and that kind of girl, Lizzie McGuire is going to be back on Disney Plus probably sometime in 2020. They haven't started filming yet, but uh, it's a reboot of the Disney Channel series Lizzie McGuire by the same name, played by Hilary Duff, and she's going to reprise her role as the lead star. 30, she's going to be 30 and living in New York and not a whole lot of details yet, but she, uh, Hillary Duff recently said that Lizzie will be an apprentice for an interior designer and engaged to a chef. 
They could do Interesting. Than that. So, I, you know, I know I never actually watched to be honest. I never did never watch I didn't either. All right, well, we can stop talking about it then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, moving on. All right, Rugrats is coming uh, back to Nickelodeon. Love Rugrats. So, premiere date is to be determined, and it was, if you don't know Rugrats, no Rugrats. It was a Nickelodeon hit animated series from the 90s, and in July, Paramount had announced that the, the series featuring Tommy Pickles and Angelica will get a 26-episode reboot. And there's also a movie planned for 2020. Remember, they did a movie before, the Rugrats movie. Yeah, and they actually they they did a, a reboot of it where they were all grown up, where the kids were like junior high age. And they uh, I think it was called Growed Up or something like that um uh that came out like maybe 10 years ago or something i, think. I never watched it i never did either but i remember hearing about it so oh, I, th- okay. I don't think anybody else did that's why i think it was only like one season of the of the reboot of them being uh, uh junior because high other school. people don't like angsty teenagers either so let them stay small kids yeah i need they, they need to be a little and adorable forever and yes. and, and little angelica needs to be a little a uh, little b-word forever Exactly. So, um, <laughs> anyways, let's move on. Now, here's a blast from the past. It was absolutely positively fun. Does anybody remember supermarket sweeps? I do. Raising my hand and nobody can see me. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Me, me, me. Oh my god! Supermarket sweeps was so fun. I, I remember actually yelling at the TV like, "No, go to the meat department!" Because the whole thing was you had to at the 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 <laughs> conclusion of the show was this race around a real grocery store where people would be loading up their carts and the person who spent the most money who when they when, when, when they bring up the receipts would win and there'd be some idiots that'd be in there like they'd be like well let me get like a bunch of apples like that's not that cost nothing you idiot so <laughs> clearly i'm just like clearly you've never shopped before i know it's like no you get that you put you put caviar in your cart you go and you you, you get uh put, put some nyquil in there because that costs like 16 dollars for one bottle put all the expensive medications in there and then you go and get those prime ribs and throw them in there <laughs> oh my god i would clean up put uh, oh my god the lobster claws the uh the the this alaskan king crab i would have won if i was ever on supermarket sweeps well clearly these i i think they were fixed they're like okay no get a whole bunch of apples because you can't win. <laughs> <laughs> well I, maybe, maybe the person was actually they were uh you know living uh what is not vegetarians what the other thing they were uh vegan and they thought they were going to shop vegan they were going to try and prove a point but they would lose you're going to go down in flames so <laughs> vegans weren't around back then look at me anyway. i don't know what they were thinking but it, it but now you know what load up on organic milk that's like seven dollars a gallon so get that okay. especially back then yeah i know so anyway <laughs> I am here for supermarket sweeps. I'm looking forward to that one. Yes, and so it's going to uh it aired on ABC. It will be on Lifetime and Pax, which is now Ion Television. See, I, I remember Supermarket Sweeps being a Lifetime show originally. I don't remember it being on ABC, so I must have missed it when it was on ABC. Yeah, back in the day, from the picture. All you right. Can tell. So anyway, what's up next is actually a uh, prequel kind mm-hmm. of reboot. Uh, uh, there's going to be a prequel movie to The Sopranos, the hit HBO show. Yes, The Many Saints of Newark, it will be called. The premiere date is to be determined. As we said, it's a prequel of The Sopranos. And it will be during the Newark riots that took place in the 1960s. And and the actor who's going to play a young Tony Soprano is actually played by uh, James Gandolfini's son. Mm. So that's actually some interesting casting. That's good casting. 
Yeah, well, ho- let's hope he can act. Yes, he hopefully looks he like can his, act. He looks like his father. There's no doubt. But will he right. be able to pull it off? That it's going to be an interesting thing to see. So since it's, it's just a movie, it'll be in, uh, interesting to see how well it does. And if it's a if the movie does well, will that lead to a spinoff series? Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. All right. What's up next? Something I never watched uh, was the Babysitters Club is coming to Netflix. Yes. So, uh, it's coming to Netflix based yeah, off and of the Alicia, books. Alicia Silverstone will reportedly star on uh, the uh, revival of the show. <sighs> they got rid of American Woman for, for this. Well, Not that they got yeah, well, rid the, of it, but... Well, the problem with American Woman was hey, nobody was watching it, and it was on a crappy network. It was on the Paramount network. It, it was so, on a new network, right? And they did, But American Woman was so good. Well, definitely, I'm sure better than than this uh, baby. Uh, you know what? Club. What feels makes you feel old and actually feels sad is the idea. Alicia, clueless Alicia Silverstone, uh, video vixen. She was in a bunch of uh, videos for I forget what name of the band that she was in those a lot of their videos for. Damon but anyway, Dash. Uh-huh. Damon Dash. Um. I can't are remember. You, are you talking about... Um, no, she was in music videos. She was in some b- really big music videos at who, the what, time. Alicia Silverstone? Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Was oh, I thought music- you were talking about co-star Stupid Dash. Oh, excuse me, Stacy Dash. <laughs> no, no. I, I wouldn't have anything to say about her other than the fact that... Oh, yeah, she was uh, re- arrested recently, I believe. She uh, was. For she was domestic also a violence. video person so that's why i was the... oh okay well anyway. anyway no alicia silverstone did some uh, uh videos for i can't do looks dude looks like a lady whatever the band that sings walk uh uh walk this way anyway those people aerosmith aerosmith okay yeah she was in some aerosmith music videos that were iconic at the time and the idea that she's reduced to like i guess being a one of the babysitter club's moms or something just feels sad um anyway <laughs> Like, oh, she man, was wah, so wah. good in, in American One. I mean, we really see her acting ability. That's well. Anyway, it's, it's, she's it's, she's still been reduced to playing somebody's mom on the Babysitters Club on Netflix. So. You're right. <sighs> okay. Oh, well, damn it! Can I talk about this one? Yes. Yeah. Next one: High School mu- High School Musical, the musical, the series. Stop with the nonsense. So, yeah, High School th- Musical dot the musical colon the series is based on the 2006 disney channel movie and it they have a premiere date november 12th wow just in time for thanksgiving uh 2019 wow well i mean you have to be of the generation that you really cared about that because i mean that thing was everything to kids uh in 2006 they were loving it um disney made a lot of money there i think there was like i think they did like two or three of them High school musical movies, yes. so TV movies, but um, obviously I don't care. I don't either. Moving on, you care about this next one though. Oh my God! Don't get me started. But it, okay, you're, well, you're going to go ahead. Penny Dreadful: colon, City of Angels is coming on Showtime. No premiere date yet, but it's a reboot of Penny Dreadful, which happens to be one of Kevin's favorites. So. The reboot moves the action of the previous series, which they canceled after three seasons, from Victorian London to 1930s Los Angeles, hence the title. So according to TV Guide, the setting of the reboot is, quote, steeped in Mexican-American folklore and social tension and will focus on a cast of characters, some of who are connected to powerful deities like San Muerte, Santa Muerte, Santa Muerte or the Devil. Okay. 
again, we talked about this earlier. The idea of calling something uh, like Party of Five and then just uh, it has nothing to do with this is not Penny Dreadful. This has nothing. Okay, to, do tell because I never it has none of the original it. characters. I do not care. I, I'm st- I'm still so mad about the ending. Now, Eva Green, who was the star of the show, did leave. Uh, they they killed her character off, but it was perfect. Her character needed to die, and it was perfect the way they, it ended for her character. But the, the show was absolutely set up to continue with the re- regular cast of characters, and they had a new uh, uh, heroine that they had added to the cast. It was going to be exquisite, and they canceled it. And, and to throw us this bone and, and stick the Penny Dreadful name onto it to lure us into watching something that has none of the original characters that we cared about i just i don't care i i it makes me actively angry um that they're going to try and stick the penny dreadful name onto it and move it to uh, 1930s los angeles which has zero to do with victorian england so there's not gonna be a corset in sight you heard it from kevin first he doesn't give a damn well, nor do I, because I never watched it. So you know what I—I I feel like that. Just like uh, what's his face said on um uh on uh what's it uh Real Housewives of Atlanta, um uh, to have a fashion show without fashions. Say it for me, Tachi. How dreadful! <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> or this penny to, dreadful. Exactly. So, so, so to try to do a penny dreadful so-called reboot that doesn't take place in Victorian England or England at all, not even in Europe, and have it place take place in the thirties and and have tie Mexican uh, uh, folklore. How dreadful! Exactly. You said it so perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> What's up next? Amazing stories. Did you used to watch this? Those stories back were in pretty the day? amazing. They were amazing. So it's a reboot of Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, which was only on for two seasons from 1985 to 1987. And back then, seasons were years. So so it was only on for two years. And so like the original, the reboot is going to feature horror, fantasy, and sci-fi tales directed by some of Hollywood's biggest directors. So each one was a separate story in it of itself and then it had different directors. So it's going to be... I, I'm interested to see. This could... It has like a... A, a Twilight Zone-ish feel. Yeah, it's it an anthology. I like a nice anthology. What's not about, about an anthology series? You can enter it at any time. You can just watch one episode. You can watch two. It's it's perfectly digestible. Uh, in these times when you got everybody has a lot going on, there's a lot of great TV out there. You can wander in, watch two or three amazing stories, and move, keep it moving. Yes. Okay. What else is coming up? Uh, is a uh, Gossip Girl is being rebooted off for HBO Max, mm. which seems like you know people were crazy about Gossip Girl. I was not one of them. Did you watch the original Gossip Girl? Do I look like I watched the original Gossip Girl? Oh, okay. I can. You know what? I can hear the look on your face. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> no, not for me. Okay. Teen age angst? Do you do you know me, Kevin? Okay, yeah. Uh, why did I even open fix my mouth? Okay, so the last show we're going to mention that's being rebooted uh, is Northern Exposure uh, that originally aired on CBS from 1990 to 1995. So tell the people a little bit about this re, uh, reboot or reimagining. So... It's a continuation of the original show. And so Dr. Joshua Fleischman, or I don't know if he says Fleischman or Fleischman, but the Fleischman. is Fleischman. Great. You clearly watched it. I did not. The is the protagonist of Northern, Northern Exposure, and he is returning to Alaska for a funeral. 
Yeah, I think and that was hijinks the, ensue. Yeah, well, I think the, the whole premise, if, if I can remember correctly, because I did watch it, but it's been a long time. The okay. the the original premise was, I think he went to medical school that that this that that he needed help to go to medical school, and so this some very remote town in Alaska, they actually had some kind of scholarship where they'd pay somebody to get them through medical school, but the rule was to pay it back, you had to live in that town and be their doctor for I think four or five years. Uh, and okay. so that was the idea of the show and i think that it, that was like a real that's a real thing that apparently some small towns have to do to actually get medical yeah, care absolutely. because there's no doctors the town's population is too small to uh lure you know uh physicians so it so was they a, take their net uh their annual gdp and then put it to send somebody to medical school and then, yeah, I mean, it's a good trade-off, I guess. Well, it was a, it was it was a very quirky show because the characters were very quirky and it was interesting. It was diverse in a way that we don't normally see to see uh, Native American people. Um, it was some interesting stories. It was it was nothing quite like it uh, uh, at the time, and um, it'd be interesting to see if nothing and for nothing else, I'd like to see a movie of it to kind of revisit that town. But I don't think I'd want it in a sh- as a regular show. Yeah, well. All right, so we talked is. about what uh, things that are already in talks or in the works to be rebooted. So let's get to our top five things that we would like to see rebooted and also some careers we'd like to revive. So yeah, Tachi, yes. what is your uh, first pick? What show would you like to see uh, brought back or what person would you like to revive their career of? Okay, so I'm going to go from my number five all the way to my one. So okay. my number five is Batman, the animated series. <gasps> I, I love that. Yes, I was. Let me tell you, I would people be I'm like, no, I'm sorry. It's almost three o'clock. I've got to go home and watch Batman, the animated series. So whatever we have to do can wait until after Batman, the animated series. So it came on in the 90s. Uh, it originally aired on Fox Kids from September uh, from September 5th, 1992 to September 15th, 1995. And they had a total of 85 episodes. And for the final 15 episodes, they the series was given the on-screen title, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, which was stupid. Um, and that was actually also used for reruns of earlier episodes. But I am a Batman the Animated Series stan. So I want that rebooted. Oh my god, Tachi, that is an excellent choice. That that show was everything. The style it was so stylized and the voice acting was so above board. It didn't even feel like a kid thing. It was it, it felt didn't. like it was accessible for uh, for any age. It was so well done. I absolutely loved it. And you because you mentioned it, you give me an excuse to mention something else. Uh, around that same time, there was a show called Batman Beyond. And mm. the premise of it was Batman like 40, 50 years later, when it's an, we have an elderly Bruce Wayne who's too old now to put on the cape, even though he's tried to and he's gotten injured and he has he walks with a cane now. Um, and so he ends up finding like an apprentice and it, there's a new high tech, uh, high tech Batman suit. And this is a kid in high school. So he's juggling his life. His father gets killed. He has a, he has a, a tragic backstory. Anyway, I would love, I've been waiting for ages for someone to make a Batman Beyond movie, mm. uh, live action, but I would take an animated series in a heartbeat, and I would definitely be all over a Batman animated series reboot. Yes. Excellent choice. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So what's your number five? 
All right. Now, I've had a hard time. I, I literally have, like, I can't tell you how many shows I have listed here because I, <laughs> I could not narrow it down. So I just put it right about everything. I thought, I thought it would come to me in the spirit. But I'm, the first thing I'm going to mention is a very controversial one. I okay. want to reboot Charlie's Angels. And you're going to say, like, Kevin, wait, what? First of all, there's been several reboots of Charlie's Angels. There's a new Charlie's Angels movie coming out not too long from now. What are you talking about? This is why this pick is controversial. All the other ones have not worked out. The the Drew Barrymore, uh, uh, whatever, uh, Lucy Lou, uh, my girl Drew, and yes. Lucy Lou. <laughs> <laughs> other than that song, <laughs> that to me, those were ridiculous with that whole high flying wire, like a, a crouching tiger, hidden angel thing, finding the style they had was crazy. That was stupid that then there was a tv show version that came uh, about i'd say five six uh, years ago that was horrible and crashed and burned like almost on impact mm. and now there's gonna be a movie and i saw the trailer for it and it didn't look great but here here is the reason why i think it needs to be rebooted and it's been rebooted so far the wrong way people forget the core thing about i think that made charlie's angels work the idea was, because of the sexism of the 70s, that you had these incredibly capable women who wanted to basically be police officers and be detectives, but because of sexism, they were kept down and they were put in jobs of being like switchboard operators. That used to be a thing where there'd, there'd be somebody like a, a receptionist at a, at a police station, or um, or they were relegated to be like crossing guards. That's the kind of jobs they gave female police officers at that moment in history. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was that Charlie saw saw more in these women and he brought them out of that drudgery and gave them the chance to do what they really wanted to do kick much ass and so by having them shows take place today it just doesn't make sense so what i would like to do is a charlie's angels prequel because we don't know that we never saw the origin story so mm. those those were probably not the first angels so i would like to go back we were never sure how old charlie was we never saw charlie so i would like to go back to charlie's angels the first angels which i would guesstimate were probably around in the early 60s so i would like to see the original three women that charlie recruited and their hijinks in uh in the early 60s in the madman era and all those clothes and the tight kicking ass in those tight pencil skirts i'd be here for it so that would be my pick to be reimagined give me a charlie's angels prequel Mm. Mm, that's really good i love see and nobody would think about a prequel that's really good yeah, because we don't know the like origins that. of we don't even know Charlie's backstory. So he's also We sure don't. We barely see this idiot. We don't really see, we we never see, see like him. The, you see his hand or his yes. arm or something. You see some some smoking hot babe like there with him. So yeah, it would be nice to see a, a, the whole origin story of the very first team of angels. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right, so what's your next pick? Okay. So my next pick would be to reboot Treme, the television series. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I didn't want, but I do know about Treme. Yeah. So it's a show that takes place in New Orleans. It ran from 2010 to 2013. So that was four seasons and 36 episodes. So it had an ensemble cast and the John Goodman was part of it. They, they, the music was just so wonderful. And I'm so in love with New Orleans and the culture that it just really had a nice, uh, a nice take on that. Obviously you can't, you know, portray the whole culture then, but I'd love to see, uh, Treme 
rebooted. Oh, wow. That would be interesting. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. So now that we know Treme, what is your number four, Kevin? Okay, my number four is something that's so obvious. And because of the, tra- the trajectory of the careers of the people that are involved in it, I feel like this is ripe to be rebooted. And I hope that the network who actually broadcast the show initially and was stupid enough to cancel it would either get smart or if Netflix, somebody make this happen. There was a little show called Happy endings and it aired on abc from 2011 to 2013 only 57 Mm. episodes so every once in a while like vh1 or someplace will have a marathon and rerun them around new year's or something like that but but because it's only so few episodes normally for shows to go into syndication they have a minimum of a hundred episodes right uh, to be in uh in syndication so a lot of people have missed out on this incredible gem now a lot of people at the time when the show came out dismissed it because they thought it was going to be just a clone of friends because it was a group of, about a group of friends and a couple of people uh, that were uh, uh, family, uh, and it was, but it wasn't. It didn't have the vibe of Friends. It was a filmed show versus a live audience show. It was quirky. It had heart. The show centered around. Uh, uh, it was based in Chicago, and it was the uh, that was referred to as a, the in between uh, lives of six young urbanites uh, trying uh, to learn. Uh, the ropes of adulthood uh, uh, through breakups and whatever other curveballs life uh, throws at them uh, uh, the pals stick together that show is still so funny it holds up so perfectly it was genius the 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 chemistry was insane the writing was insane it is so watchable normally i'm not the kind of person that can watch things more than once i watch it once i i, I hit it and quit it one and Whoa. done and so but this show i've been able to rewatch. the rewatchability is off the charts so it needs to be that ball needs to be picked up and run to the finish line it needs to have 100 episodes so it can be in syndication forever you see that's really interesting and i never watched i didn't i never watched it so oh my god uh one of the wayne's uh uh uh, sons was in it i'm telling you the show is everything and it had like uh, a gay one of the characters was gay and he was written the right way he was just a guy who happened to be gay and it was it was just such a fun show so forward thinking i'm telling you if you happen to see it anywhere watch one of them and i tell you you will be hooked oh okay i will i will all right, so what is your number three? Well, I'm thinking that I'm going to live forever because I'm going to learn how to fly. Hi? Hi. I feel it coming together. People will see me and cry. Fame? Yes. You're going to make it to heaven. Thank you. Baby, remember my name. <laughs> touchy, touchy, touchy. <laughs> you know how much i love dance and you know i'm a dancer choreographer so i am all about shows that are about dance and choreography but smart shows sometimes they just throw the storyline in and this had storyline and it also had great dance. So they all, if you don't know, it was based, it was like an extension of the movie, the fame that came out in 1980. 
the series came out in 1982 and even though it had glowing reviews from critics the ratings weren't really high so they canceled it after two seasons however there was a special arrangement with LBS Communications and MGM revived the series for first run syndication in the fall of 1983 and it continued for four more seasons so it went from 82 to 1987. So, I mean, who doesn't want to go to a high school where people dance on desks? Yeah, and one of those, uh, one battles. of your fellow students is Janet Jackson. Exactly, exactly. And, and she got detention. And you know what, what was fun about the show? She got detention when she was nasty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the 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 great Debbie Allen. She's absolutely amazing. And th- there's um. There's one particular scene. I mean, there's a lot of scenes, but there's this one battle where they're dancing to the instrumental version of Prince's Controversy, and Leroy is getting it with his straight back cornrows. I was like, you better watch. You better dance, Leroy. He is. <laughs> Incidentally, that's why I don't like, like, if I get cornrows done, I never get them done straight back because I don't want to look like Leroy's thing. <laughs> So, <laughs> and okay. I will never do them straight back because I can braid. I will never do them straight back on on women because I'm like, do you want to look like Leroy from? Oh Fame? my god! Oh my god! So Fame is I. Oh no, that would be that that show. It's amazing that they haven't rebooted it yet. They they did do a Fame movie. Yes. Uh, uh, about five years ago or so, and it was it crashed and burned. But it didn't. It doesn't need to be a movie anymore. It needs to be uh, a TV show. Absolutely rebooted with a whole new cast of whatever. Some of the, you know, the yeah, old some cast of the former coming students back should come teach. back. Oh my God. If like Nia yes. Peoples was a music teacher there. Or yes. Like now, no, but Nia that- Peoples died. <gasps> she died oh in a car God. accident on the show. Oh, okay. So I she for, can't oh, come. I thought you meant in you real know, life. I'm like, wait. Nia no, no, no. Not in real okay, life. On the show. I, for, on the you show know, I forgot that. Died. You're right. You're right. She did. She did. I forgot about that. Because yes. they had a candlelight vigil in there. I forgot. I forgot. Okay. Well, not her. <laughs> but Leroy could come back as a, he could be the new Debbie Allen or something. That exactly. would be pretty. That exactly. would be really but, cool. But he can't because I think Leroy died from AIDS. On the show? No, Gene Anthony Ray. And oh, God, God, I'm like what? I'm sorry. Okay, let me let me say I R L or you know on the show in real life. Gene Anthony Ray passed away oh, from AIDS. Oh, wow. I see. I didn't know. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? All new cast. <laughs> All new cast. But no, we could. We, um, what's his name? There's a uh, somebody Schwartz. I don't know what the hell he did. He was musical theater. He wouldn't be interested. Yeah, no, they're, no, they're still, um, no, all kidding aside, there are definitely some people that were uh, members of the cast that are still around. Yes. Including Debbie Allen. I mean, she's also, she's on Grey's Anatomy now, but I wouldn't mind her coming on there being the principal or the- Oh, she could or, come back on and with her staff. Definitely. Yeah, that would, that would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, well, so okay. yeah, let's do that. Speaking of kids and musical uh, 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 education. Okay. I got to reach back and bring back something that, that wasn't even, that hasn't been gone that, the, in fact, the body isn't even cold. Okay. And that's, it's a show that we reviewed here on TV channeling. It's a little thing called oh, Rise. Rise. NBC's Rise. It aired in 2018 and um, it only had like 10 episodes. Uh, it was a travesty that that show was canceled. It was so good. Uh, the show was about uh, kids 
uh, in a working class, uh, working class kids going to a regular high school. Um, it was, it had grit to it. It had heart and a teacher gets the idea that he wants to, you know, take over the musical department, uh, much to the, uh, uh, upset of the current, uh, uh, person running the music department. Um, oh my God, I'm, uh, Rosie, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. And, uh-huh. um, the show was just so interesting because there's lots of times when there's shows about kids in high school, they can get the kids right, but the parents are either just non-existent. The kids only have parents they mention by name, or they have actors that come in every once in a while to play their parents and be stupid, and that's it. Or the <laughs> teachers are idiots. This show managed to do kids and write them in a realistic, believable way. They uh, and they made them as complex as as people can be of any age. But the parents, they got them right. The parents weren't all just idiots or or too busy working to care about their kids or too involved in their kids like they didn't have their own lives. Their parents were also complicated, and they wove music into the show, but in a realistic way. People weren't just breaking out into the song out of nowhere. But exactly. the singing, the singing, um, they were doing at the Spring Awakening was the musical they were doing. The singing was so incredible. It had so much heart i I was shocked at how invested i got into this show so quickly 10 uh 10 episodes only it should have gotten a second season nbc made a huge mistake i was hoping that someone lin Lin manuel noriega uh was apparently a huge Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda, whatever his name is, Lin, Lin Miranda, you whatever his name. Noriega, man, Miranda. <laughs> uh, whatever his name is, him, the guy from Hamilton, created Hamilton in the in the Heights. He uh, he got behind uh, the uh, he was a fan of Netflix's version of One Day at a Time, and it got canceled. He said he was swore he would get it back. He got it. It's going to be on pop on 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 the pop network. He brought it back. I wish there was somebody big and powerful that had clout uh, besides us, Todd that loved right. rise because that show deserves a second chance i i'm yes it was so good i was like what they canceled it this is and you know how i detest teenage oh angst. i know and to get so tachi and i was i was hooked on this because you know the whole thing is if these characters were angsty they had good damn reason to be so it came from somewhere not just because you're a teenager and you're supposed to be angsty with a lot of teenage shows so this had real like you said grit it had heart there was substance to it so i was very disappointed when it was canceled oh my god absolutely okay so what is your uh number two pick okay well you know how i like to cheat Oh, my God, I have some cheating going on on my list, too. uh, So this is a cheat in a sense, but they're the same type of show with the same. I think I know what you're going to do. I think you do the same cheat I'm going to do, but go ahead. And watch it not be. So I would love to see Girlfriends come back, rebooted. And I also have Living Single Down because, again, it's a, it's four women, four black women on both shows, four black professional women going through life. And, you know, it it's this they always touted girlfriends and also Living Single as the, our answer for 
like friends and our answer for sex in sex the city, city. uh huh so that that's why i would love to see that come back i think it's the perfect time to see what happened to joan and uh tony and 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 all them on <laughs> on girlfriends and then to see what happened with khadija and max and i really want to see that so what happens between max and kyle you know that type of thing so i really really would like to see both girlfriends and living single rebooted Oh God, Tachi! I remember the I remember uh, both those shows, but I remember living single because I remember they were living single, single. in a nineties kind of world. world. They were glad I'm they God. had their girls. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Tachi! You know what? You actually we didn't completely cross over, but we came close. Okay. One, I was I was gonna say Sex in the City slash living single because ah. both of them could be brought back in a similar way i mean the, now the hold up there was a talk about having a sex in the city uh three movie but the because right. of the, the the huge battle between kim cattrall is not having she said she will never she won't make a a, a movie with with uh a sarah uh what's her name uh, sjp sarah sarah jessica, jessica, parker. jessica parker she won't work with her on a, in a house she won't work with her in a mouse she won't work with or work with her in a boat she won't work with her in a moat she she is done <laughs> <laughs> with Sarah Jessica Parker. And so I actually feel like, you know what? Uh uh one one uh one one uh monkey should not stop that show. So uh, they need to basically kill off her character and then uh find have them find because to me what would be interesting, especially at a certain age, when you have a core group of friends and you lose one, making friends is hard when you get older. And so to have them find right. or, and meet some new person and have each of them, uh, to me, the, the story would be about each of the three women having another woman that they meet and bond with and which one of them will actually end up being the fourth, which one will actually end at the, at the end of the day be the new fourth girl mm. would be really interesting to to tell that story. It I would, would be. be. I would be here for it. Go ahead. It's believable because remember Samantha had breast cancer. She had cancer, cancer so, it so would make she sense. could have a resurgence, a, a, a recurrence, and, be gone. and they and they lose her, or she or they could even have to bring cancer into it for cancer survivors. She could just get hit by a bus, or she's trapped all the time. Or her plane crashed. She's gone, and and and, and continue keep it moving. That there was still more there, but I am so down for Sex and City. It would be interesting to me to completely reboot that show with a new cast of women to Gen Y, Gen, uh, millennials living in. Manhattan in 2019 2020 with the whole swipe swipe right culture and uh, texting and social media what is dating like for those women today so I would like to see a complete re reboot uh, mm -hmm. uh, of the show with new women having different kinds of careers um, not the, not so I'm not saying reboot like just young actresses playing the same characters no a group of four women uh, the same feeling of sex in the city the, the same but just for sex in the city with four different women telling their stories and hopefully it would be racially diverse it'd be it'd, it'd be an interesting it would to need see to that be what never made any sense to me on sex in the city is uh, i'm like you're in new york city and it's not a damn black person to be seen or a damn asian you know what i'm saying it, it was yeah. just it, it it was not realistic necessarily. Yeah, that's what dates it is the fact that you know that it was. But but apparently there are people that truly that no matter what time it is, all their friends look exactly like them. No, and so, that that's true. But I mean, you would be in situations where there was nothing. Exactly. But you. That's not realistic. Yeah, so. Samantha did. Well, she, the only person that seemed to get uh, like Samantha. 
um, she uh, uh, not only did she uh, date a black man, but she dated a Hispanic woman for a time. Woman, and then as they, well, exactly. And then they did they did do an episode or, or a couple of episodes where Blair Underwood was on the show, right. and he was he was uh, dating uh, Cynthia Nixon's Miranda. character, Miranda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, but but that and living single Token. both because living single literally would be interesting is because since you had four main girls, you could have one of them basically lose a spouse to a death. You know, uh, again, that same bus that killed uh, 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 <laughs> 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 also also ran into like you know uh, uh, Khadijah's man and kill both of them, and also one of them could one of them could catch a man cheating and get a divorce, and so they could they weren't living single, but all of a sudden. Because due to some uh, 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 convergence of events, they're all living single, single again. Again, yeah. So that would be really fun to see. It Re- could be called those- single again. Single again, living single again would mm-hmm. be really interesting, and see, and, and it would be interesting to see if one of them has always been single. So the three of them would have all, four of them would have been in relationships. Uh, three of them would have already been in relationships that kind of come to an end either because of unnatural causes like a bus or just break up because your man was cheating. But then one was like, no, I've always enjoyed living single. I always like my autonomy, and I've been living that way. And then we could follow them, and would they get into a relationship or whatever? That would be instantly. I'd be all about it. Bring it back. I oh. feel like we don't see enough queen latifah i never yes. got into stars so i bring it back kim fields you know the whole yes. that whole period we don't want to look back on where she was on real housewives of atlanta so bring it and here's the thing so max and kyle could be they got married but they're like we should have never gotten married anyway and then they just still kind of remember how they were sneaking around anyway yes. so they, they keep uh, doing that oh my god and they have like a kid now who's an adult yes Yes. So the kid thinks, you know, they're divorced, but doesn't know that they're sneaking back together. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, I, I could I'm they I'm there for that. Definitely. And also, I loved girlfriends, too. So I, I would abs- I heard that there were talks about potentially doing something. But I think as long as uh, as uh, Tracy uh, Ross, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is uh, still tied to a blackish that I think it'll have to probably end before they do something. But I, if nothing else, give us a movie exactly exactly because we we didn't really get good resolution with the final there was no resolution no resolution exactly she she just her friends just left after the custody battle thing with tony so i i think they they are going to be on cast from the past abc is doing this whole week of shows their shows that they have at uh their sitcoms where cast from the past is coming on and girlfriends is going to be on blackish so all the different girlfriends are going to be on blackish wow no that that's going to be a good time yeah um yeah so i will definitely be checking that out even though i'm not a fan of that show i i will check that out check it all out. right um let's see so uh one of the things that uh tachi talks about often that she's not here for but i have to say i've been kind of it's i'm not i don't like all examples of it but i am not opposed to a little thing called teen angst and there I, there is my teen angst stand that i can't let go and it's a little show called my so-called life oh. it ran from 1994 to 1995 and it don't there was only 19 episodes and that zero resolution nothing and the way that show ended was just like wait what huh wait we need, huh? what's gonna happen jordan Catalano, what where <laughs> 
What? <laughs> so anyway, I, I absolutely loved her. So the show centered on a, a 15-year-old Claire Danes, uh, a 15-year-old girl, and her uh, trials and tribulations of being a teenager and dealing with uh, friends, uh, guys, and uh, parents in school. That show was everything. It had a character named Ricky. We had our, uh, like, he was a, uh, uh, a confused sexually teen, but he was really just gay. Um, and <laughs> so it was, uh, it was everything. Uh, her other friend, uh, uh, was, had a drinking problem back when we didn't know kids had drinking problems like that. Uh, and that show was everything. Uh, Angela, she finds out, like, in the first episode that her father is having an affair and just, the show was everything. And, um, it would be so easy to reboot because to me, I can, I can see it if I just close my eyes. Her father was a restaurateur. They, they owned a restaurant in their town. Basically, Angela comes home. She's been estranged from her family for a while. Um, her father was probably killed during a robbery of their family restaurant. She comes home to deal with her mother because their, their relationship was kind of tense and had on again, they had issues with her mother. Uh, and she has to deal with her mother and she has her own angsty teen daughter herself. Uh, mm. and, um, and so in the course of visiting that her daughter finds out that uh, ends up finding out that her, that her mother is, ends up whose marriage is in trouble on the trip back home. She reconnects with who Jordan Catalano yes. and she has a chance. And of course, who could say no? I'm sorry. So she, she, something happens and her daughter witnesses something and the tension between that her and her mother had now has been passed on to her and her daughter and her husband comes, she ends up staying in the town and her husband comes back and there's tension. It would be a great show. Claire Danes would not get out of the park. The show is so incredible. Even if there isn't a reboot, I'm telling you, for those of you out there who weren't lucky enough to watch it when it originally aired, look for those episodes the music the lighting the cinematography the friendship everything about that show perfection mm. bring it back okay all right so tashi what is your number one pick i think you know what i'm going to say i think i know i i, I have a good idea so is 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 it is it different from the shows you talked about so far would you say uh, uh, slightly is different. it a, is it a world apart from those it is shows? a world apart from those shows it is i know I, my tv twin <laughs> i mentioned this show at least once per episode i find a way to <laughs> weasel it in there i definitely would love to see a different world come back and this is a perf as perfect a time as any so you know the the bad, the we, we hate to mention the other show. It was actually obviously created by Bill Cosby. And so that is like a no-no word now. But the impact, the cultural impact that A Different World had was so incredible. The amount of students that because of A Different World and for uh, School Days by Spike Lee, the amount of students that considered and enrolled in historically black colleges skyrocketed because media made these things visible. So if you didn't know that there were places that existed that would affirm you as a student and affirm you as a, affirm you as a person, you could go there. And so it was just incredible 
everybody was I mean I'm telling you when you would go back to school and everybody would be talking about oh did you see that episode where they were stepping and such and such and then you know they're, they're my best friend in high school she was actually uh she's from New York City but went to high school in Atlanta so she was very used to that whole southern culture type thing and she said oh yeah that's something that they do on the campuses of Clark Atlanta and so, and so it was so interesting because it was so different from what many of us knew and we saw images of, of of black people that were scholars that were you know that had fun but on top of that they also really dealt with a lot of current issues I would love to see how a different world would deal with this current administration now. I would love to see it. So I'm all here for a different world reboot with, of course, um, uh, Lisa Bonet's daughter, um, oh, Zoe no, the, the Kravitz. Show, the show writes itself. It needs to be. Yeah. Uh, I would absolutely love uh, to have a reboot of uh, of a uh, different world with um uh lisa bonet being a professor yes. at a historically black college and having i don't i think i think her actual daughter is too old to now oh yeah zoe kravitz is not she's married too but you know yeah. what no it doesn't so, matter because you know they they can age she looks like she could still be in college so uh, no, i know i want i want an actual real uh young college age person uh, like a daughter who's an uh, actress who's really like 18 17 to play her daughter who's going to the university that her mother is a professor at and the tension that would become from that situation would be really good that i would be absolutely there for that show how about old, old girl from dear white people I can't remember. Oh my the god, that would be name, oh, but, yeah. that would be a really good. That would be an excellent choice to play her daughter. Yes, excellent. I can't remember her, the actress's name, but she's really good. And I, I know think you're talking that would about. Work. It. I yes. absolutely know. Absolutely, I can see it. I can see it. I can too. I need them to see it and to reboot it. Okay, mm. now my final pick was going. Wait, you to have be... a final pick? Oh wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Do I have two more? Or only one left. Just one. I thought you gave your final one. No, no, that okay. was number four. Okay, well, uh, press on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go back and listen to the show and see that I've only named four so far, fans of the show. I'm not trying to sneak, but speaking of sneaking, now, I was going to say the show 30-something until I found out there actually is a reboot in the works. There and is they a had reboot. The, and they have the exact same, same idea I did because the kids on that show, when it originally aired, are about 30 now. And so there, the, the the new version of the show would basically focus on the the children of the original thirty something cast, and the original actors would be a part of the uh, the new show. So I'm already here for that. So I don't have to use my wish up on that. Now the hard thing is the what I my I have my list is so extensive. So nothing's going to help me get through this is the idea we're going to have to do this show again. We have to do this. We have to do a round two of this particular. We topic. could do absolutely do a round two. We okay. So because of that, I'm going to leave some some. I'm off because I can use that for my other list for my other uh, time we do this revisit this okay all right there was a little show that was a spinoff of perfect strangers and that show was called family matters yes and it actually starred a guest of our show uh joe marie payton uh and a friend of tachi's and so yes anyway I would love to see that brought back but here's the here's the rub I don't want it to be read back. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. I don't want it to be uh, brought back as a sitcom. I want it to come back as an hour long drama. Yes. Family Matters, the drama. 
because it was a multi-generational family living together. I feel like the stories they could tell, I basically want something that's going to be a, more akin uh, to, uh, oh my God, what is the show that's The Brady on? Bunch one? No, that's, there's one on, okay, they did that too. They did that, it was called The Brady's. But there yeah. is a show, what's the show that's currently on NBC every Tuesday that jerks everybody's tears? Uh, oh, This that, Is Us. This Is Us. I I could actually get the This Is Us feels from a, a drama version of uh, of uh, family matters because you could absolutely have the uh you could have funny moments and light moments with you know the kids of of uh of um of steve urkel and um uh laura uh, uh of laura they could have they could absolutely the laura winslow they could have some kids now they could be uh their marriage could be in trouble there's all kinds of things with aging with aging parents stories so there's all kinds of things out there they could talk about and uh because anybody who actually saw a lot of people who have memories of family matters only remember it as the steve urkel show where he was doing crazy things and it was sci-fi things happening and going back in time and shrink rays and just ridiculous saturday morning kid stuff that the show turned into but originally the very first season of the show was a show about uh working class black family making it who believe in each other and there for each other you had a, a police officer father you had a mother who worked in an office and they were just making it. They had the 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 they had uh, Mother Winslow who lived with them. They had a sister uh, who was a widow, uh, uh, who was recently widowed, raising her her baby. It was a really warm, earnest show that got lost in the success of the Pratt Falls of Steve Urkel. So to revisit <laughs> it as to to revisit it as. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to be serious i, mean, like, I know you're not, not working but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> you're so mean but to revisit it as a family drama that's one thing that there's it's so for some reason the one thing that hollywood really has a hard time doing is straight family dramas a story about this is just a family story so uh you know a group of people this is their trials and tribulations so so many uh family dramas that they do now have to have some kind of twist like even i love this is us uh but they had to have the whole thing that takes place in different parallel time periods and stuff like that to mix it up there was another show that i really love that we reviewed here on tv channeling called uh here and now on hbo it was with the creator alan ball who created famously six feet under which was another family drama with a twist because it was it, would, it took place at a mortuary but uh that show um here and now um, they added a supernatural element to it and they already had a lot because the show was basically about uh, a older middle class white couple living uh, in Seattle, not Seattle, in Portland and they had children of different ethnicities. They had adopted a, a, a child I believe from Nigeria, they had adopted a child from uh, Vietnam and they had adopted a child from uh, I believe like uh, Costa Rica or someplace and then they had a natural child who was uh, their youngest child and, sh- and she was of course white and that was compelling enough to me to have in the age of you know who cheeto satan as you like to call him to have this very liberal family and and being jaded in what they believed the world was but and then the reality of what the world was turning into and the racism and all in your face racism and stuff like that and the family they had and the uh, 
in, in a place like Seattle in 20, uh, 2018, 2019 was fascinating enough. You don't have to add a supernatural element. And so to me, with the Family Matters reboot, I feel like just tell a straight story about, you know, a family of African uh, descent uh, in Chicago in 2019, just living their lives. Absolutely. And Chicago itself can be a character. So absolutely. And and there was a little bit of talk of re- of, a, of a reboot when they did a, 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 a where are they now layout spread a story about them. Oh, yeah. For uh, People Magazine. People Magazine. Uh-huh. And people were like oh, the cast. Let's be honest. They all look good. Everybody looked good. Everybody so looked I good. Bring it back. I think they need to. And I think, you know, everybody would be down for it. And as a drama, that would be so good. There's so much you can do when you're not in, under the confines of, 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 you know, comedy and being comedic. I'd love to see it yeah. as a drama. Yeah, and it can, and it can be it can have light comedy in there because that's yeah. in real life. That's what happens in real life. There's funny moments. This is real life right now. We're being funny. Um, <laughs> so we can have funny we moments. We think we are. Anyway. You can have serious moments. <laughs> I, I love how you can you can say with un, un, unbridled certainty at the top of the show. This is the best podcast ever. And then you're like, well, we it think is. we're funny, but then you're <laughs> <laughs> no, we where's think com- we're funny anyway. And we really confidence? don't care if anybody else thinks. So. <laughs> Oh, my TV twin. You're so crazy. So anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So Netflix, give them a 12-episode commitment. Make it happen. Tachi has Miss Peyton's phone number. Let's do this. Well, I do. Anyway. (laughs) I'm here here for it. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. This was awesome. Oh my God! This was such a fun show, Tachi. We we have to try and do this again. We have to we have to get because I have more picks. I know you do. I do, I do, and what you know, where I was trying to be good and keep the show within a certain time limit. So I I am so down for doing a part two. You we just will tell we, me this when. will be revisited you guys we, we will and we would love to hear some of your picks as well some oh, of your shows yeah. you like to have rebooted let us know so tachi if people want to listen to some of our other classic reviews or that our, or the show where we had ms peyton doing her top five shows of the 80s i so i'm so proud of that episode if you want to check so that good. out and other old ep- older episodes of uh or the best of tv channeling how can they listen oh wow so many different ways you can listen to us on stitcher SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Go to tvchanneling.com and you can listen to all the episodes there. And guess what? We're also live on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on wjmsradio.com. And Maybe you'd like to, you know, give us some feedback about these things and maybe suggest some reboots that are your favorites and you want to reach us on social media. You can do that, too. And Kevin is going to tell you how. Kevin? All right. You can reach us everywhere on social media. We are on uh, Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on Snapchat and on my personal favorite, Twitter. And we are tv channeling everywhere and like tachi said we would love to hear from you so share your top five shows you'd like to reboot or personalities we'd love to know who what actors would you like to see come back who kind of like you know faded into the background who do you need to uh be out there and uh on on tv again let us know uh if there's a show that you would like to uh share a review of of the new fall shows or if there's a show you already love but you want to talk about a particular episode reach out to us uh especially not on those other platforms but especially Especially on 
Anchor, uh, the audio uh, uh, platform. So search for last weekly reruns on the Anchor app you mean and leave TV us a voice. Channeling reruns. Um, what did I say? Last weekly, but that's okay. We're <laughs> okay. going to talk about that. We're going to talk okay, about TV that. TV channeling reruns. <laughs> oh my God. Too no many worries. things going on. TV yeah. channeling reruns. Search for that and leave us a voice message of a review of a new show or a show that uh, that you want to talk about right now. If there is uh, something going on in uh, pop culture or in the world of entertainment that you want to hear our take on, let us know. We're here for you. We want you to be on the show. So leave us a voice message or hit us up on the gram or on Twitter. So, Tachi, this brings me to the next part of our show. So, what else do you have going on? I I let it slip that I have something else going on. I think you have a few things going on. Absolutely. So, I am also the host of Mediascope, which is a show where I talk all about media, tech, and pop culture. Together with my non-scene producer, MC Curtis, we are on every week at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook Live periscope twitter in my twitter feed also on linkedin live and you can listen to us live at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific on wjmsradio.com also mc curtis and i have a show together that we do on thursdays at 2 p.m ish eastern time which is i guess 11 p.m 11 a.m ish Pacific time and <laughs> ish. <laughs> ish because we don't ever come on exactly at two. So don't, don't look for us exactly at two. It's two ish. So it's called and we're live. And that's where we talk all about using video and live stream for your business and beyond. Lots of fun, lots of great information, lots of tips. So join us. We are on Periscope, also the Twitter feed. We are on Facebook live, on YouTube live and on, did I say LinkedIn live? If not, yes, LinkedIn. Live. Okay. Well, that's where we are. And you can find us and also feel free to tweet at us uh, at, at any of those on. Um, what was I going to say? Okay. On. I was going to say last weekly, but it's not last weekly. Either media, <laughs> media scope, media scope. Or, <laughs> media scope or and we're live and we'd be happy to take any questions. And then, Kevin, you have a couple of things going on. Let us know. <laughs> we're all getting confused with all the different things. Exactly. All right. So I do a little thing called Movie Gnome Weekend Box Office. And I talk about the top 10 movies and what critics are saying about them and give you a little bit of background on each and every movie every single week. And the show is rated S. For snark. So I definitely have a lot of fun doing it, and I hope you will check it out. And you can just search for um just search for uh No Malone Radio on your favorite podcast app, and you can find the uh, most recent episode. You can also find uh find me on Instagram at Movie Gnome, and you can listen on WJMS Radio every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, um, which is uh two o'clock. Pacific. And I have another show called Last Weekly that uh, where we recap the week's events in news, pop culture, and entertainment. And we even do movie trailer reviews every single week. And we have so much fun. I have two other co-host and Tachi is often one of them. She is a, a frequent guest star and friend of the show and um, we have fun every single week and uh, th- that show uh, airs on WJMS Radio as well every Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Uh, and it also re-airs on Fridays at 
7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and that, uh, no, 10.30 uh, Eastern Time, 7.30 Pacific. And um, as far as the, uh, on Sunday uh, for uh, West Coast or uh, Pacific Time, uh, again, 4.30 Eastern on Sunday and uh, 1.30 uh, Pacific and um, search for you can either easily search for lastweekly.com or um, uh, or yeah that's it so go to lastweekly.com to find <laughs> the show or use just search for last weekly on your favorite podcast app even simpler there you go and with that we are going to let you go about your day or evening depending on where you are as you were before. So let's sign off the way we are. Oh, well, first of all, thank you all so much. It's because of you that we do this. And now I'm going to sign off. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Featuring Alicia Silverstone in the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Poor Alicia. She's clueless, by the way. Really clueless. <laughs> 